All right. Welcome to Inside the Unsigned. My name is Joe Deke. And I'm OG. <laughs> Mr. Orion Stevens. And uh, we are uh, we are Inside the Unsigned. We're, uh, we're doing things a little bit differently. We uh, started off with, you know, some video, you know, premieres and stuff like that. And we were just like, you know, if you guys are, if you guys are, you know, watching on YouTube, that's, that's all cool. Uh, you know, we're going to still keep doing that, but we also want to give you guys, uh, the option to listen to us on audio as well. So that's what we're doing here. Um, and that kind of makes it a lot easier for us to get more things out to you more often. And, uh, you know, we noticed as we were, we were doing this, that, you know, we kind of had a lot of fun, you know, talking about, uh, you know, kind of just talking with each other, like me and Orion and, uh, getting getting the information out just kind of shooting the shit and just doing whatever but then we were doing some you know live inside the unsigned uh podcast with you guys and we thought it was really fucking dope um so we're kind of kind of going to be doing a little bit of both of those uh those platforms so you know we'll keep you guys updated throughout but welcome to our very first audio only podcast so how are you feeling orion I feel so excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this is hype, man. This is this is uh it feels it feels awesome. We're doing some legit motherfucking shit for the scene. We're trying to bring motherfuckers together. 2017. Oh shit. You can keep, keep that in there. Keep that in there. This is great. This is great. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Well, somebody's living in the past, but well, you know what? The thing that- is, Joe, the rock, me, OG. I've had a few drinks, and as you listeners know, I'm going to be a little wild, so it's okay. You know me for that. <laughs> so it, it, expect nothing less. I mean, I would, I, I would, I would not. I, how, how dare anyone try to expect anything less? So let's, uh, let's, let's just go ahead and since this is kind of like an introductory sort of podcast or whatever or episode, as it were, um, you know, let's let's kind of talk about you know why we're doing this, like. You know, who the fuck are you guys? Like, why, why you guys, why, why even? So, uh, I guess I'll, like, I'll, I'll lead it off. Um, you know, I came up with this idea like two or three years ago. Um, I had the name, like, I was like, yeah, it's cool inside the unsigned. I've been listening to podcasts for a long ass time. And, you know, it's a really good way to get information out there. Like, I literally listen to podcasts like all fucking day. And, you know, I'm just like, this is so cool. Like, uh, you know, I listen to everything from, you know, Star Talk Radio, Joe Rogan podcast, like fucking everything. Like, you know, I there's there's a broad spectrum of stuff, uh, even like fucking wrestling ones. I know I know you're really into the wrestling ones as well, and even music and industry ones. Uh, and I I, I kind of was just like, you know what? I I really think that it'd be cool to, you know, you know with with our background in, you know, music in general, uh, and like coming up from, uh, you know, being in an unsigned band and getting to, you know, at least the beginning stages of a signed band, uh, you know, I thought it would be really cool to, you know, display all the different tools and not necessarily tools, but, uh, you know, things that didn't work, things that worked, kind of like share, share some stories, uh, give some insight and, you know, kind of, uh, you know, get on, get on that sort of, uh, 
you know, platform to, to do that. So um, that's kind of what we're doing. And I think, uh, you know, I think we can, I mean, honestly, the, the whole, whole point of it is just to have fun with it and, you know, talk with you guys, learn with, with everybody along the way. And, you know, I'm excited to kick this thing off. Well, you just nailed the head on that, Joe. I feel the same way. It's just cool to get out all the things I wish I could tell or talk about with other other bands or people who like music who are just kind of unaware of the behind the scenes type of stuff or what goes into you know setting up a tour or what it takes to put out your first record or this or that and that's kind of why we're here because that's an interesting thing to know that the average person has no idea but I'm sure in the back of their heads like how do how do these artists how do they go about doing these things and we can, you know, give you some insight on that, like full fledged. Yeah, absolutely. Like that's, that's definitely going to be something that we're going to highlight on. Like this, this podcast is going to have a lot of different, uh, a lot of different spectrums to it. Like there's going to be, you know, parts where we're talking about like straight up, like, uh, not facts, but, you know, experiences that we had as far as like, you know, what has worked for us in the past and what has not worked for us in the past. And, you know, what can work today, what doesn't work today. Like we're going to, we're going to get through all this sort of like factual, like sort of stuff. And, you know, then we'll have like some more objective stuff where it's just, you know, we're kind of like observing the scene or some of our personal ideas about the scene or some like cool ideas that you can do or whatever. Like um, another thing that like we're trying to really, you know, do in this podcast is, something that's been lost on the scene and for a long ass time, and I think it's what's killed it for a long ass time is the lack of community in the scene. And I know that's like fucking, you hear that everywhere. Like, Oh man, there's just no community anymore. Like nobody gives a shit about all the other bands. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of true and it really sucks. And that's why, you know, all your favorite venues are shutting down. That's why book like promoters don't want to work with any bands anymore that's why they're turning into edm venues i mean i, I love edm but that's a whole another thing they, they they can go go somewhere else and do that but like there's no there's hardly anywhere like just across the united states you know just in general uh you know there's a lot of a lot of places that have been shutting down it's not just you know our area there's a lot of local venues who like can't support the local artists because the local scene isn't isn't strong anymore and you know a lot of it i feel like it has to contribute to the lack of you know community within the bands like so i mean just i i don't like to like talk about like our own bands in general but let's just give a, a quick little little history like you and i we we, we met back like way back when uh 10 years like, ago how, what's that? 10 years ago. 10 years ago. So, and I remember like, you know, we were like, you know, in each other's like top eight on fucking MySpace, shit like that. It was probably way more than 10 years ago, but <clears throat> all the same, uh, you know, we were, we were always like, ex ex like talking and all that sort of stuff or whatever. And, uh, I remember we met at that fucking August Burns Red show at the auto bar with, uh, Bless the Fall, um, a Skylight Drive when Johnny Craig was doing uh, fucking guest vocals for that shit, and uh, Vanna, 
I remember that. That was a good ass show. And we just happened to meet. You and I both had the same idea, but had never talked about it. As soon as uh, uh, August Burns Red went on, like maybe two songs into it, I know I left uh, the venue so I could stand by the doors and start passing out flyers for my band. And then uh, I see you. I was like, oh, shit, you're Orion. And you're like, you're Joe Deke. And I was like, motherfucker, that's crazy. And we're both doing the same thing, just passing out flyers at, you know, at the end of a huge show, like a huge show in our area. And that's, you know, that was a cool thing to do from there. You know, both of our bands kind of just established this brotherhood. And we kind of did that with, a bunch of bands in the area like there was no drama like back in the day if there was i was ignorant of it like i didn't i didn't know about it if there was like it maybe like was with one or two other bands but you know for the most part everybody was like kind of helping each other out like yeah let me hop on your show yeah hop on, hop on my show blah 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 like we were all together but now nowadays it seems like there's so much drama with all these other bands like in the scene that like nobody wants to play a show with this band because this band said some shit and blah, blah, blah. That, that, that just needs to stop. And that's what I really want to, you know, change. I agree with that, man. I mean, I've seen, I've seen so much of that, you know, from countless uh, days on the road and all that. And not even knowing the areas that I'm in and seeing the, the local bands that might be a fan of the band I'm in at the time or whatever it is and how the scene is and it's all across the board it's completely shot and there's never a conversation that goes by where they don't talk about the bands that are making noise in their scene and also how they want to talk about how certain people in x bands are assholes and that's where the the shit talking or the jealousy or the whatever it is is, is uh, stemming from and i'm like bro i don't know who any of these people are but if I wanted to know them, you just kind of shot that down. So, like, if I ever hear that band's name again, I already have what you said in my head. And I feel like that's how people who are in that scene take it when these people who are in bands are talking crap about other bands and these are listeners who want to come out to shows. It's, like, it's everywhere, man. Like, there's so much negativity, but people do it in a certain way to where they're, like, kind of saving face. But to me, you're definitely not. Yeah, and it's like I yeah, saving face is like a that's that's kind of like the almost almost the opposite of what you're doing. Like you're like not only are you like talking shit about another band, so now you're you know putting down that band, but at the same time now you're known as a fucking shit talker and like yeah. you know fucking that being a shit talker or whatever like some people some people are or whatever but if you're like trying to you know like get further as a band and stuff like that like there's a lot of a lot of stuff you have to like bite your tongue about like you you cannot like a band like there's been plenty of bands that i you know well i'm kind of you know pretty like open person so i i do actually like a lot of fucking bands so this is kind of like a a weak example but in general but there have been bands that like i'm like man i don't really fuck with this band well i get i guess uh, a good example is when i first like started getting into the scene or whatever i really wasn't into like 
the suit like the death metal death core like I, w- I was not like into like I, I appreciated it but I was like all the songs sound the same and then as soon as I started like touring with some of the bands and playing more shows with them I like started to get a better appreciation and stuff like that but like my main point is I'm not I'm not talking shit about these bands or whatever like I'm not like yeah they suck they all just sound the same I, I was just objectively like you know I'd you know, I don't really fuck with it right now, but then eventually, you know, came I, I came around. But you know, it's just it's just not constructive. It doesn't help anybody if you're like shit talking bands all the time. Like even even personal sh- stuff. Like like I I think that's kind of where it, like well, it, I get what what do you think? Like, do you think it's it's more personal, uh, like when when uh, bands are talking shit about each other, or do you think it's more of a jealousy sort of thing? It's both equally, because I mean, huh, okay, let's say uh, a band that is best friends with another band, but they might be they might get better shows than them or something like that. There might be some members in in the band who will probably, you know bust balls a little harder than they should behind their back, like, just out of jealousy and say, man, they're not that good. Why are they getting on these good shows? That should be us. Something like that. That will happen, because I think everyone, everyone, you know, does that sometimes, and I think that happens a lot. And then you see bands that you don't know that are skyrocketing, and you don't understand because everyone judges everyone's music too hard, Maybe people like their music better than yours for a specific reason. And it's not that big of a deal, but it's, it, it, I mean, all, mainly it is jealousy, man. It really is. Like, people talk shit because they're jealous. Like, people need to just let that die. It's just music, man. Maybe you'll have some other fans who can get down with what you're doing. You don't want someone else's fans. If, if they get fans for what they're doing, that's awesome. You'll, you'll have your time where you can find the people who like what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I feel like, like, and that's kind of why I brought up the question is, I, I, I agree with you is, I definitely do think it's, you know, jealousy, but it's, it's, there's no, there's no place for that, really, because, I mean, you can't, like, that's just kind of like a human nature that happens, like, man, I'm jealous of this band, because they did this or whatever, but like, that's that's fine but like it's almost like there's a i mean it it kind of is a competition uh like in a way but like everybody's treating it like a competition in in regards to like you know if you make it then that means i can't make it and maybe that's where the jealousy is coming in like how, how did you make it and i didn't make it like maybe maybe that's that's part of it. Like I'm, I'm still. Well, I kind of have an example as well. I mean, it's not a very good one, but I'm not going to name names for the podcast. But I had a member in my previous band who was really. He, he could tell. Um, this is actually a very good example. Actually, earlier in my last band's career, we we toured with some bands that have now, like right now, are humongous bands, and been uh broke up this specific member kept bringing up like we should be where these guys are yada yada kind of comparing 
our career to other bands' careers just because we tour with them in our early stages as if we are we haven't accomplished anything to to where the, those other bands have and it's like if you're in a band don't compare yourself to anybody else stay in your own realm because when you start comparing yourself to other bands or try and try and copy what they're doing or like do this and do that and then you'll appear as if you're trying too hard you like be true to yourself and uh that was something that really stuck to me from a couple people in my last group that they were jealous of other bands and it was really upsetting because i was i was stoked for those bands i listened to those bands i'm happy for them like do i wish i was as, as big as they were who wouldn't be but i'm not upset about that i'm happy where i am i've done some cool shit i still don't understand how you know a lot of people in bands don't appreciate what they do have going for them. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I feel that for sure. Like, uh, you know, it's really, it's, it is, I mean, it's human nature not, like, just not to, or, like, to resist the feeling of, like, oh, man, like, that initial idea, like, oh, man, we were, we were touring with these guys, like, and now they're like super big or whatever. That that's gonna happen all the fucking time. Like throughout your throughout your career, like there's no matter what, like there's gonna be bands that come come in and out of the scene, uh, or like in the scene real hard for a second and then they're gone forever. Like there's so many different like variables when it comes to the music industry. Like you can't you can't predict it. You can't have any influence of it the only thing you're doing by being like jealous or like talking shit about other bands the only thing you're doing is making things worse for yourself and that kind of makes kind of like translates into like your uh contribution to the band kind of like maybe some maybe it might give you a little bit of a drive to be like all right cool let me uh you know let me step up my game and that's cool like if it, it like there's nothing wrong with like friendly competition like oh shit that's awesome like they fucking did this well i want to i want to do i want to get one step above them or whatever like that, that i have nothing wrong with that but as soon as you start like talking shit about another band uh who became more successful than you or who are who's getting more opportunities than you then that is, that doesn't help or even yeah even when it comes to the personal local shit like yeah, this this one guy fucking sucks because he's an asshole or whatever. You know, just leave that shit, leave that shit to the side because, uh, as the as the common phrase goes, uh, a band at the end of the day is at one point has to be business. Like you have to treat it like a business, and you have to put the business and personal shit aside. Sometimes uh, they can be intertwined, but you know you have to make sure you're making good business decision decisions or else you know you're never going to get anywhere with your band yeah which is actually something that we should kind of hop into hop into um you know these bands that are local and everything like that so i get so many questions like what's the first step or how should i put my record out there i kind of want to dive into that and help these guys in a, in a good direction. Um, what do you think would be a good game plan? 
as far as like uh, a first step, like wh what do you mean? Like where? Let's say, let's say, you know, you're in your first band, you know, you're you know, 18, you got a bunch of homies that, you know, can play good. You guys just tracked your first EP, dropped a, you know, a grand or something on it. And you have these cool songs and you want to get it out there. You know, the, the question I get is, you know, a lot of these guys don't know what to do. They don't have anyone to kind of mentor them. What would your game plan be? If it's your first band, first EP, what's the first thing you're going to do? Uh, the first thing that I'm going to do is, or, you know, the first thing I would do is I'm going to, you know, at least it was a little bit different back when we first started our, our first bands, but nowadays you really do have to get on the social media game, like really fucking hard. And like, just like everything, even, even if you, my mentality, even like back then, and I, I still think it applies now was if I make only one fan just off of this one random website that I happen to find that's more fans than I had than if I didn't sign up for that website or I didn't like promote my music on this web uh, one website or whatever. Like I remember we're signing up for everything. Like we did uh face, well, obviously MySpace, Facebook, uh, pure volume, pure volume volume was actually really good for us. Um, even like buzz, Buzznet or whatever that was back in the day. We like every uh, last FM, all that shit. Like anything that you can get your hands on these days to get your music out there, that's, I mean, that's important. But I would say these days, unfortunately, how it is, I mean, you can call it unfortunate, but that's just how it fucking is. You're gonna, yeah. You're going to have to, yeah. Yeah. You're going to have to pay for, pay for some like sponsorship, not like not sponsorship, but like, uh, sponsoring, uh, ads and stuff like that. You know, you got to do, got to do that too. Uh, on Facebook, Instagram, all that sort of stuff. Um, but again, the most important thing, uh, when you're, you know, starting out, that's just, that's just to get your, your music out there. But almost on par to that is playing as many shows as possible. I don't care. Like, you know, what, what you think you, you've done in the past or whatever, get some fucking shows, uh, play local shows. Um, the most important thing is just getting out there, getting that, uh, you know, experience of playing live. It doesn't, it kind of, when you're first starting, it kind of doesn't matter how many people you're playing in front of. It'd be fucking sweet if you're playing in front of a bunch of people. That's not going to happen. I mean, you might get lucky every once in a while if you, if you get like a, uh, a package show that you happen to hop on, but for the most part, you're not going to be playing for many people at initially. And even when you get signed, you still, there's going to be days you're not going to be playing in front of many people. So oh, we, we, we know, we know all about that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's not going to happen. So crush the social media game, like put, put some money down for that. But at the same time, book as many shows not as many shows as possible that doesn't make too much sense because you you know you you're gonna lose some money doing doing that um but the most important thing is just to make sure you're getting uh that live show experience there's there's literally nothing like it like 
you can practice all you want at band practice and all that sort of shit, but you, there's going to be tons of live problems that happen. Uh, you know, it's, it's just going to happen throughout your career and you have to learn how to overcome that sort of stuff. And at the end of the day, if you're trying to make it labels and stuff, want to see that, uh, you know, you have that show experience. So when you first start now, that's what you got. to yep, I can't, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more and definitely get in. Uh, excuse me. Definitely get, <laughs> definitely get in with, you know, the, some of the hot clubs, around your town with the talent buyer, you know, like you can play all the shows you want, but after you do get your, your, your rhythm down live and you guys are kind of looking, kind of looking kind of pro as much as you would think you are at that point, now you kind of want to be a little picky, you know, not playing uh, a show every other weekend because then you're going to oversaturate your market. Once you feel like you've reached that level, trying to really who cares about pay to play or whatever people think that is? I would love to sell 50 tickets for a show. I know, you know, 500 people is going to be at than playing 10 shows in six months where there's 40 people there. You're going to make more fans and probably just one show. So think about that for some of these bands out there. Kind of mix it up, kind of show love to the local scene, also just for the local band so that they know you. It's a chance to network. And also cater to these bigger tours and try to network with them as well as much as possible. You just find that balance, but you know, just be smart about it. Too many bands out there are, are trying to do it all. Uh, there's a few bands I can name around here. Like these niggas are playing a show every weekend. Oh, I've seen this band a thousand times. Just, just don't become that band, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean. Yeah, there. I mean, when you when you first, you know, think of this idea of, you know, starting a band and like just, I mean, it's it like I'm trying to like bring myself back to that initial like thought process and feeling, and I feel like it might be a different thought process and feeling like these days because like when I was when when I was doing it or whatever, it was like a lot of like you know a lot of building like it took a lot of like member changes like fucking recordings of demos and demos and all like so much shit to finally like be like all right like now now we can go like pedal to the metal and fucking do this and you know really put all of our time and effort into this um so you know at least the getting started part like don't let all the all the pre pedal to the metal stuff get you like like avert you from your from your main focus cuz i know a lot of times that that does and that's that's kind of how you weed out the people who aren't cut out for it like you know your your band my band we fucking went through that constantly like even even throughout our good years we we went through uh we went through all of that uh you know member changes were like you know the more things picked up you know the less people were willing to sacrifice for the band and you know do do things that need to get done like hey i need to take off a couple of days for this weekend tour or whatever and then whatever like i remember uh fucking warp tour 
like in in our prime days uh, during Pulse or whatever, uh, I had two members quit two days before we uh, just found out that we were going to be playing Warp Tour. And I was just like, well, that really fucking sucks. <laughs> so, I mean, luckily we were able to swing it and get a, you know, get that filled in. But, you know, it, it's going to be a lot of, a lot of like, a lot of ups and downs. And you, like, you know, if it's something you really want to fucking do, just keep driving that passion. Like you gotta, you gotta like that. That's one thing that can't be taught. Like you can, you might get frustrated with, people in your band uh who like aren't like pulling their weight or whatever but you know maybe maybe it's just not something that they want to do so you have to like make that decision hey all right if this isn't what you want to do then that's fine let's you know let's not make this worse for either one of us because we're not getting anywhere i just had to do that myself a week ago so i definitely feel you on that for sure but that's you know then that that's good though i mean these, these bands i mean that's that's a lesson that a lot of bands do keep members in well sure and i've been a victim of that. i'm sure you have as well where sometimes i feel like some people you have to really be you have to really observe your your bandmates there are times where there are members in the band that you like as people they're homies but they're not pulling their weight but you like them as people so much that you kind of like their company and the band and they probably could care less if they're in the band or not. So you kind of got to make that choice sooner than later. And sometimes, you know, it doesn't go that way and things go south. So just be aware of that. Don't let the friendship get in the way of, of the business. It's a fine line. You have to get things done, man. Yeah. I mean, and like, honestly, in a perfect world at the end of the day, like you would, you would just love to be in a band with, you know, your best friends. And like, honestly, that's, that's all I ever wanted. Like, I just, you know, I like knew that we were writing like awesome music that, I mean, it was cool that people liked it, but at the end of the day, I just was trying to write music that I enjoyed listening to. Like to this day, I still listen to the same shit that I wrote and you can call that whatever you want, but like, I'm trying to write music that I want to listen to. So like, you know, if other people want to listen to it too, hell yeah. Like that's, that's dope. And I want to do it with, you know, my best friends and, you know, as soon as, uh, but at the same, at, on that same vein, uh, you know, sometimes you can't, uh, the, those friends might not, uh, might not have the same vision as you and uh or at least the same drive or same passion for it and you know it, it happened with my band uh like in in our early days you know people people just have to go on with their ways and you know a lot of them i don't have any uh any ill will towards or anything like that like i'm just like man do your thing like you're my dude go ahead i i understand it like i don't want to hold you back and i'm sure you don't want to hold me back so uh you just kind of have to, if you guys are friends, then it, it, it's cool. Like you don't have to worry about the business side because you'll figure that out. Uh, you know, as you go, if you're, if you're going to still keep doing, uh, doing what you're doing. Absolutely. And I have a, 
another thing we can tackle real quick that kind of grew hand in hand with the dropping your first, you know, EP or whatever it is and just, you know, kind of taking over your scene. Well, I get this question quite often as well in my inbox that we've talked about previously, but let's, let's bring it up again. What, right. When is a good time for a band to even think that they need a manager? That is a, that is a good question. Um, Hmm. Well, I, I tackled that question or I tackled your first question uh, first. So let, what do you what do you think? I'll, I'll let you start this one. off. Um, I, I well, I'll kind of twist it around. I'll get to that. But something I see that bands do, they kind of they kind of think or go to get a manager early because they want to they want to get all the pieces of the puzzle just for looks sake, just to say that we have a manager and this and that. And they don't even necessarily need one. But back to my question, why would you need a manager? And my thing is you need a manager when you can't do everything you need to do anymore. You've done it all. You've played, you've taken over your region. You've played, you know, countless numbers of local shows. And then you start to see that you're drawing a good amount of heads. You're seeing a lot of the same people. And now you've hit this plateau. And it's a good plateau. Okay, cool. We've hit this we've hit this wall, we need to break through, now we kind of need some help. That's when a band needs a manager to, to, to exploit some contacts and get some connections going on. And that's something that bands need to kind of realize because they kind of, bands jump the gun. They want a manager the, the fucking day they drop their first EP ever just to say they have it. And sometimes when they do, they expect out of the blue and the manager will tell them, you just dropped your CD. You know, like I said, secondly, you haven't played the whole, you know, Northeast or whatever. You haven't taken over taken over the market. The manager will just tell you to do what I just said. You, that means you don't need one yet. And your manager might even fucking leave. It's just like, take that into account. Like, do everything you could possibly fucking do on your own. Pretend the manager doesn't even fucking exist. Go for it DIY style. And when you've hit that plateau, you will absolutely know you've hit it. Because if you need a manager, you're probably getting a decent amount of sales online. You're probably, you know, playing maybe a small guarantee by yourself. That's when you know you need a manager. When you start seeing some money coming in, that's when you know you need a manager. Yeah, I mean, uh, one way that I always, like, envisioned, well, I guess I, guess I I don't know if I, I thought of it or like, it was just a kind of introduced to me, like even from my old manager, but uh, I think the best way to like view a manager is, and I've, I I know I've said this before, but uh, just view your manager as another member of your band, really like your fifth or sixth, or if you have 11 people in your band, your 12th member, uh, just picture him as a uh, him or her as a uh, another member of your band because, uh, like, at the end of the day, like all of, like everybody is supposed to be a group effort. Like I know the idea of a manager is supposed to be like, all right, everything needs to be passed through the manager, normal job or whatever. Like you know that's just how it goes. Uh, but it's kind of a little bit different when it comes to 
you know, the music industry, at least from what I've, what I've gathered, um, like in my experiences and stuff like that, as I'm sure you could agree, uh, like you have to, you have to approach it. Like, you know, you know, I do vocals, uh, my guitar, my guitar player plays guitar. Every, like everybody has their own instruments. Uh, the manager, their skill set, their instrument that they bring to the table is, uh, you know, their their know how of the industry, their their contacts, their uh, ability to talk to different you know platforms, uh, their access to other avenues that you didn't have before. Like, you know we both started singing or doing vocals at a very young age. And we built that, uh, built that up throughout our years and, you know, developed our skills much like a manager. They started that shit a long time ago and they built up their contacts. They built up their, uh, their business prowess. They've built up their, you know, their strategies they've learned, like just, just like an instrument really like they've learned how to do like do that craft so that's how you, you know, have that as, uh, you know, an asset to your team. Like at the end of the day, it's a team. Uh, and I'm sure you could, you could attest to this after, like after the manager part, when you get signed or even a little bit like during the manager part. Um, but when you get signed, you kind of get a bigger team. Uh, and it's kind of like that, like, as soon as, as soon as you get a manager, you like you start to create that team vibe where it's not like just the band anymore. That's like really trying to get the band, uh, you know, up and running and like getting getting a lot more opportunities than you could have before. Um, and to that same to that same note, I'm not trying to say that you can't do it on your own. Like you can definitely do it on your own, but it might take a little bit longer or it might just take a stroke of luck where like you got to have a bunch of different opportunities with, you know, a bunch of different people. Maybe you have one member in your band or a couple of members in your band that are really good at, you know, communicating and networking and stuff like that. And, you know, if you have somebody like that in your band, who's, you know, able to get all these different opportunities, you can, you can prolong having a manager for, for a while, but you know, it's, it's as soon as, as soon as it, I guess to answer the initial question, uh, really, as soon as it becomes either unmanageable or, uh, like you said, you've reached a plateau where, you know, you can, you, like, you can't do everything yourself or, you know, you can't focus on the music anymore solely. And it's, what you're doing uh making the best best product that you can uh that's that's when i think you should really start seeking out a manager yeah nailed it bro absolutely nailed it it's just frustrating to see uh well not even frustrating anymore now since i've been doing it for so long you can agree it's kind of laughable when these younger bands are you know name dropping these nobody kind of fake managers who have one year experience you know we just got signed with that manager and they're like these uh these nobody type of companies and all that and it's like yeah. it's kind of like man um you know this is just a lesson like you don't if you're listening all that 
just to just to kind of have that look sick and look cool or whatever it is, you're not going to get anything done. These inexperienced people in your band, well, what's your main goal? You want to be successful and get your music out there and go as far as you can, right? Why would you want anyone on your team um, just, to, just to say you have somebody, just to sound cool? Are you going to become successful? More than likely not. It's just a very common thing I've noticed. There's, there's a couple of bands in our scene too, Joe. Um, we, we actually just saw one uh, together. Uh, I'm not going to name anything. They just, they, they just announced uh, getting signed to um, Never Heard of the Label, and they're stoked, which is great. But in my mind, it's like, I don't think that band needs that right now, but I'll just keep that right there. But, is, it, is it? I'm not going to say the name either, but like... Uh... Shit. All right. Well, uh, hit hit me up about it uh, after after we're done with it, because I'm I'm interested. Because I I don't know. It, I know it's it's one of the two uh, that I'm thinking about. That's okay. Fair. I'll I, tell so you I, now. It's like the main one. Okay. And well, I don't think that this is this is just an example for the listeners as well. You know, just because you're in a band and um, you know, you just dropped your first good good album and things are picking up for you don't take the first thing that comes your way do not take the first thing that comes your way because you know your record hasn't even ran its course yet by the time your album runs its course you will be so much bigger and you will have more options on the table better deals you gotta think about you know think about the business i think that happened for that band just for look's sake and well let me let me uh I, I didn't mean to cut you off. Are you good? Before I forget, that that could kind of like almost in full circle lend itself to what we were talking about earlier in the podcast where, uh, you know, when it comes to like, you know, the scene and the lack of local scene right now, is is that like like, I feel like the scene right now might be, I mean... I'll, I'll say it like so weak that people are just willing to take anything like just to like just to have like separate themselves from saying, all right, I'm not local anymore. Like I, I'm like a manager. I'm yeah. not, like I'm not not illegitimate or whatever, but like, you know, they have a little bit more legitimacy just because they have a, a manager or whatever. Uh, I know the band you're talking about and I'm fucking I mean, they des- they deserve a lot, but I I am actually like I don't want them to get st- stuck in that fucking road that you and I have. Well, I think I think both of our bands were smart. We we had a few like opportunities to go down that road uh, throughout throughout our career, but I think the scene was so so strong back in the day where like we. Uh, we were okay with turning those opportunities down because we knew that there was something better out there and we were like, all right, well, we can still kill it in this area and just keep doing that and, you know, branch out on our own until we get something worth our, worth our while or whatever. And I, well, I felt victim to that. I like when, when all that was going on, remember I, I did sign to, to matchless for fucking, which is like a, which is a, a which matchless. I'm not gonna hate the, the label. They they were very small. They signed like three or four bands, 
but we signed for like you know two records and literally the same things would have happened if we signed with them or not so that just kind of goes to my point it's like there's no point in signing with a no-name label because my past band we were making moves and the label didn't do it it wasn't because of them <laughs> it wasn't because yeah of yeah no i mean well yeah well yeah with with labels and well originally we were talking about managers but it kind of it kind of blended to uh being signed but it does kind of go hand in hand like it, oh yeah this is inside the unsigned we're gonna na- we're gonna nail it well, all yeah, i mean but like you know with with uh with managers uh you know it almost it almost like becomes synonymous with being signed like i like <laughs> like I, I this might be like a like an embarrassing story but whatever i remember i fucking called everybody like everybody who was like a fan like or like a friend of mine and that was a fan of Kamisado. i was calling everybody as soon as like i got my first uh management deal as though it was like a fucking like as soon like as though i got signed to a band or like to a label or whatever like i was calling them with that sense of urgency like I called him at eleven o'clock at night. I was like, "Yo, yo, dude, I just got signed." Yeah, yeah, or not, or not signed, but like signed to a, a management company. But yeah, it's, it's still cool. It's on the right track. <laughs> like, it was funny as shit. I was just like, uh, "I've done the same thing, yeah. man." Like, I, I already know. I, calling everyone at, like at the craziest times, all fucking stoked. They're just like, "Okay, man, cool." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was, I was fucking stoked. I mean, I, you know, throughout throughout your. Uh, you know, young career of, you know, being a musician and everybody's just, you know, you, you know how it is. Everybody, like whenever you say you're in a band before, like anything even happens, even, even when it fucking happens, like, uh, like when you start getting some traction and stuff like that, when you say you're in a band, people are like, Oh, cool. Like super sarcastic and shit like that. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's always weird. So like, I can kind of, I still understand the whole fucking, trying to uh you know get get with a a label i like get with a label or a manager with some sense of like urgency but you can't you have to you have to pump the brakes you have to fucking just hold up for a second like assess it and like not let your emotions get in the way of making good business decisions because if you have somebody hitting you up like you like you alluded to earlier if you have somebody hitting you up uh like to manage your band or sign your band or whatever and you're not the one who hit them up then that means that you're doing something really good so keep doing that because you're like you're good so like like i remember uh i'm not going to name any of the labels or uh, whatever, but we got hit up by quite a few, as as I'm sure you did as well. And we're just like, uh, like we talked it out, listened to the offers and stuff like that, and we're like, uh, no, uh, we can't do it, because um, I think we're 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 doing pretty well on our own, and you know, we can we can talk later. Like you know, keep keep it professional with anybody you're like talking to. That's that's a whole nother podcast we'll, we'll get into at, at some point, but, uh, you know, you, you just want to 
you know, make, make sure that like, if, if people are hitting you up, that means you're doing something good. So don't, you know, I, I don't think it's, you know, a smart idea to hit up the first offer. Um, you know, keep it on oh, the yeah. table, but don't accept it right away. Yeah, you don't want to be the, the chaser in this industry. It's, you can chase your dreams, but when it comes to the, the business side of your dreams, bro, sometimes you just got to chase the dream. Don't chase the business. Let the business come to you, man. If, you're, if your dream is, is that, is doing well for you, the, the money-making and the business side will definitely find its way to you. If you're going out looking for it, that means you're looking, you're, you're, you're going to be, you know, there's so many small things out there. There's so many people trying to fuck somebody in the ass with their money. Like you're asking for trouble. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you know, there's, there's, there's certain deals that you can take, uh, that like are, well, I guess we can, we can dive into that. Like, let's actually, I, I don't think I've ever heard this on. Yeah, we can do that. I've heard, uh, and then it, like, even like people who are like well above our uh whatever uh talk about this but uh let's talk about like you and i would personally think a good like deal would be for you know somebody just starting off like just right away or not necessarily right away but you know they have good traction uh we'll, we'll call it we'll call it band uh I don't have a have a good name, but uh, just band A or whatever. Let let's let's think of a good, uh, you know, a good deal that they can take manager signing or otherwise. Even if it's a small label, small manager, what what what's good? Like what what is not gonna fuck you when like as a small band? Well, for for management, uh, it's pretty. It's industry standard that it should be expected that they're going to want to take 15% of your gross, which I don't, which I, I mean, I, I, I kind of agree and disagree on a few different things because the manager's done a lot for the band, but there's a lot of things I don't think they should be taking from like your album sales and things like that. Some managers don't, some do, but on average, Whoa. you're just talking about when you're on tour and you're, you know, getting guarantees and uh, merch cuts, they'll usually take 15% out of that. I, I, I might have to disagree a little bit about that. Well, that's actually what happens. <laughs> well, I know, but I'm saying like, I'm talking about like initial, like, uh, like initial band deals. Like as soon as you first either get signed or get, get with a, uh, a manager or whatever, I, like, I'm not saying, I, I'm I'm disagreeing with uh, your disagreement about uh, taking album sales. To be honest, yeah, yeah, I really don't think it's uh, it's fair for a manager to um, <clears throat> take album sale money for them. This is my reason why, because for for a manager, I feel like they should get paid. For you know what they do, if they if they pull their pull some strings and got you a connection to get on this tour and this and that, yeah, you can have the fifteen percent gross from the tour and all that. That that sounds fair. But if the band put all this time and money 
or an effort into making the music and that's all them, I don't see why the manager should get a cut from the band's music. They didn't do anything to make to make the music, you know? Well, I mean, you you if you got the opportunities to be on tour, then like what like what difference does it make that they bought like if they can have a cut of an album sale from you know your merch table why can't they get a cut from what you did on itunes like i feel like that makes sense like what like i don't understand usually why. the merchandise is, it's usually cloth when they take a 15 percent thing from merchandise sales well still i would i would still argue the point that uh if they're if they're getting you opportunities to go on tour and expose your band more and get your name out there and all that sort of stuff. If, I mean, obviously we're, we're, we're talking about like, you know, the best, best case scenario where, you know, the managers, you know, helping you get all these opportunities. Uh, you know, if they're, if they are providing all these opportunities that you otherwise would not be getting on your own, I don't understand. I don't, think it's wrong to not have a cut of you know the album sales like yeah i i mean you can disagree i i'm disagreeing with that still i i don't think that's uh that's fair to the artist i think there's a level to where that would i mean that's where the level is a thing that's more of a thing that happens with bigger artists but i feel like there is um what's going on is certain managers like to take that into this low card field with these bands who make literally nothing and trying to get as much as they can out of these nothing bands if you can build this band up to where they're making some heavy money like that i can see where you want to renegotiate your contract but there's a time and a place for the band to provide that money for you to be able to throw out that type of a deal uh usually you know tour tour gross and cloth i can get that but these smaller bands, I don't think it's fair to take their take their money because that's what that's why the scene and bands are leaving from these smaller labels and these smaller managers because that's the, there's a lot of schemey things going on like that and these bands are like bro we're not making any money they're taking so much from us really making hundred and fifty dollars every show we're coming home with no money I'm losing my job and bands are breaking up so I kind of feel like you know. I, I, I don't think that is fair. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, for, for me, uh, I feel like the percentage base, the per- percentage base is like, uh, like, I feel like, I feel like it's fair because, well, okay. So I'll, I'll say that like across the board, I think it's fair, but I like, do you see where you're coming from when it comes to the local thing? Um, but more so like like something we talked about be, like before like just privately uh when it comes to like managers that are uh like charging like monthly flat rates that's where i'm getting the issue like that's where i i say fuck that like when they're like hey you need to pay me 200 bucks a month or 300 bucks a month to be your manager that's that's what i like absolutely am against like that's just fuck that like 100 percent. like if you ever get a deal like that fuck no do not fucking do that like i don't care who you are uh like 
I've seen bands that are like fucking like, and I, I'm not gonna name any bands, but bands that you fucking love, like at least in your my scene or you know our scene. Uh, there's bands that you fucking love, and they have people in those bands that try to do the manager thing, and they are like, hey, I'm like super fucking successful so i'm gonna you know try and manage manage some bands or whatever so let me like look up the locals where i'm from and be like all right you have to give me two three hundred bucks a month and i'll manage you all right cool you you can say that x and x from this band uh you know is our manager or whatever but is that worth 200 300 dollars when they're not doing shit like the only thing that you have to gain from that is saying that this guy from this band is managing our band. Like that's, that's the thing that I completely. That's ultimate fuckery right there. And I'm kind of glad that that was a very short stint of time that that was really kind of like hot. I feel like people, people kind of have caught on to that by now, but yeah, you remember that like a couple of years, that was like, like the thing that was happening in the scene and it was, God awful. That's the worst deal you can get for managers to answer the manager question. That's the worst one. A, a monthly monthly cut. You man, run away, bro. Run away. Yeah, I like I like absolutely do not do that. Like the, it's it doesn't work. It's not worth it. Like I don't care. Like I like there's there's I can't think of a possible situation where that benefits like at all like it's just it it's it's not good so uh, avoid that shit 100% but i will still stick by my idea that i think that like you know managers should get a certain cut of album sales it um, really happened joe <laughs> like it's not even really a thing <laughs> Well, no, I mean, I think, no, I mean, like, I, I, well, I think it's like a, uh, I know it's like a, a, like a diminishing sort of thing or whatever. Well, more so for labels, maybe not, maybe I'm thinking more so of labels in labels general, should, but like, I mean, think of it this way for our listeners. I mean, the label is usually the one who put in, who, who invested X amount of dollars into creating your record and distributing it and, you know, doing all they can to get it out there. Of course, they're going to get their cut, but the manager had zero to do with producing this record, period. And they usually don't get a cut. I've seen, I've, I've heard where schemey ones try, but I'll be real, it's not really common they usually go for the cloth and the gross on tour. That's usually what what happens. And actually, I I <laughs> during my whole whole argument, I definitely was thinking about uh, like the label aspect of it. But I mean, again, I still I still feel I still feel that they get like they should get like a little bit of a cut, but. Um, to be honest, uh, I kind of feel that, especially if they put. Uh, I mean, they didn't invest in the actually, I'm, 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 putting, I'm bringing 
I'm gonna, I'm about to bring it back to be honest. Man, like, you're going against the artist I'm, right now, Joe. You're, you're no, 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 no. But like, right I, 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 I like. I'm just trying to think of like all possibilities. Like I, I'm trying to like, I'm not. I'm trying to like not put myself in the shoes of the artist, but uh, so, just so I can think like you know outside the box. But when you know when I think about all the facts presented, I'm just like, I mean, you're right. Like. And it, and it brings it kind of brings it down to, you know, other aspects that we can get into. Uh, you know, the manager didn't pay for the, these recordings like they may have helped like promote or whatever and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, that's 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 a little bit that's that's different. Like they can promote to help other other aspects of their uh you know, of, of their potential income, but, you know, we can break it down to even like, and it's kind of a touchy subject, but no talks about it. So fuck it. We will, right. uh, like, how, how do you feel about, uh, if other band members don't pay for like in your, in your, uh, even beginning stages or whatever, like when, obviously you're like the band is going to have to pay for shit in general, uh, like when you're first getting started. So if, if nobody else is paying for, for a album to be, uh, done, or like if only a couple members are paying for the album to get done, how do you think that should be handled? Like well, you do, like, so, all right, so say, you know, your guitarist pays for everything uh, to get, he pays $1,000 to get this five-track EP done, uh, 200 bucks a track. Uh, your guitarist pays for all of that, but not everybody in the band wrote, wrote the, uh, the album. Man, we're we're getting into some like kind of specific details, but I mean, fuck you can it. go ahead. I mean, it's it's all for the podcast listeners. This is, this is well, no, yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting because like, uh, like I'm always interested to hear like other opinions and stuff like that. But like, like I said, you have you have one person paying for everything, and only you know a couple people, you know, actually writing the music. Do you th like w what do you think? the payout should be as far as uh you know reimbursing or like who like who do you think should get the money uh oh, okay, like okay. Like, well i guess that's kind of where i'm trying to get at but like i get it yeah okay um if you're in a band listeners and let's say you have a member or two who are like the key songwriters of the band um if there's songwriters like that's like this is this is their bread and this this is their thing, that needs to be stated on the contract, 100% to save all legal things. If it's something like a local band type of deal and someone's putting down more, for me, if I was in that situation, I would tell these other dudes who didn't have the money, you're gonna have to make up for it and put down more, you know, buying merch in the future, and I'm, I won't pay anything and we'll be and we'll be good. But if it's like for you know, a, a fucking record deal and 
if I would, if I was writing like every single damn thing and I wanted to have this be my project and treat my guys as basically people who play what I write, I would have that on in writing 100% and they would have to be well aware and be down with that from the jump. And this would be like my project. That's like one of those type of deals. Um, I, there, there are a lot of bands that do that. Um, it's, they're hard to come by because there's a lot of musicians out there who, you know, want to play in bands to try and get what they can. And if they can't get anything out of it financially, they might split. So you'll be a lucky motherfucker to, to get, get a bunch of guys who are down with that. But if you can, and if you are writing everything, it sounds fair, gun for it. But um, very rare. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of, it, it it's a it's a subject that has a lot of, you know, gray area. Um, not necessarily gray area, but kind of like uncertainty, uh, really, because you know you have, you know, you you can like do it practically or or not practically or like whatever you want to want to want to call it. Uh, you can be like, all right. If if person A paid for everything, but he didn't write anything, and then you have person B and C who wrote everything, uh, you know, do it or whatever, but they didn't pay a dime, uh, then like kind of logically, you could be like, all right, at the very least, let's reimburse this guy off of the album sales. Let's reimburse uh, person A from the album sales or whatever and then anything after that that's where you kind of get into a little bit more murky waters because person d e and f or however many people you have in your band who didn't write anything that's that's a little bit different so you know it, it, it there's there's and we'll definitely get into it in in other podcasts like as far as uh the details of, but we're already here uh, we might as well go all in <laughs> like we're already here <laughs> So I think, you know, I th- it'd be very tough uh, to, I mean, I think it'd be, t- if I was in that situation, I think it'd be tough to keep members in for the, for, for the long haul. It might be good for me because I, if I'm running everything, it'd be good for me, but I could, I, I, I would definitely see a lot of obstacles coming up. But the thing is for me, I wouldn't really care too much. I, I, I might just do the standard thing and, you know, do a regular thing and split it up. Cause let's be real. People aren't buying albums like that. Like, am I really going to be that butthurt over a couple of hundred extra dollars? Like, let's be real. Like I, I want to have these guys in the band for a long time. Maybe, yes. maybe on, maybe on future records, these guys, after playing some new shows, they're, they're busting out some fucking bangers uh, on some demos that I want to use. But wait, on the previous album, I fucking did everything. And then so maybe I have to change it up in the future. Like, who knows, man? Uh, I'm all about having that democracy type of a vibe. I think that that keeps a good morale because that leaves a lot of fights in the future when it's like, well, you fucking make all this money and we're busting our ass on tours and yada, yada, and we're trying to fight. But you, yeah. know, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it just, uh, it yeah, just causes there, a lot of problems. Yeah, and, there, and there's a thought I, like, I never really thought about just now until just now um if if you're if you're gonna be doing that or like you know i think that if 
if you have like a couple of songwriters in the band and you know they're the main songwriters and like everybody's okay with that like well again I'm about to kind of go back on my point again, but let me just, just go, go ahead, first, man. Let it out. My first thought, but uh, my first thought was you're keeping, keeping them in the band for a reason. And uh, I mean, there may, it may be like a business side of it or whatever. So, uh, well, I guess as a local band, at least like, everything you make in general is just going to go to your fucking band fun in general. So like it, it really doesn't matter. Like until you guys are like making money where you can start paying bills, everything really doesn't fucking matter. Like as far as who gets what, uh, you know, who, who gets paid out? Like, you know, I, I made all this music, so I should get all this money. Like it, it doesn't make any, doesn't make any difference because, even if you are the one making all the money and you made all the songs and all that sort of stuff, it's going to be you. That's going to be putting all that money back into the fucking band. So just, it's really just more beneficial just to have a fucking band fund that just keeps getting recycled, uh, at least as a local band or whatever. Like just, I mean, just like a business to be honest, like, you really do have to treat even being a local band as a fucking business. Like anything you fucking make should, should just be redistributed into your business, which is your band. And, you know, Hey, cool. We made a hundred bucks off of this show. Uh, you know, here's 20 bucks, everybody. (laughs) Yeah. Well, well, yeah. I mean like, you know, here's, here's, uh, you know, 20 bucks for, for gas for everybody. And then we have uh, a little bit extra that we can put in the band fund towards, you know, maybe, uh, you know, towards a lyric video or towards, well, let's put it in the music video fund, like whatever, like, you know, everybody has to treat it as a business. So uh, I think that's, that's, I mean, that's really the, the toughest thing is for every, for everybody to get on that. Uh, everybody in your band to get on that uh, mentality that like, this is a business. Like you can't have any like people who aren't treating it like a business uh, or like who aren't treating it as fun and as a business. Like it has to be both. Like if you don't do both, then you're not going to make it. Like if you make it, if you don't, don't be selfish listeners. If you're in a band and you think you can kind of, make it all about, you know, you or whatever it is as far as the money, bro, it's, it's, it's 2018, almost 19. The most money you're going to be making is from your shows. And let's be real, all the money that you would make from your sales that you would be recycling would be to try to get your band bigger. So you could start drawing more heads at the shows to make more real money at these shows. Think about that. It's all about getting more heads to come see you play because that's where the real money's coming in yeah maybe on your six month statement after your record drops you'll get maybe a couple g's and you might want to disperse it or maybe put it back into the band and do a brand new music video that's a better choice because you'll probably catch some new fans and get some more heads out to your shows they'll buy more merch and get some more guarantees that's way better than trying to 
you know, disperse a few hundred to your niggas, then use that couple grand for something bigger to get more people to come see you, man. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's, it's tricky for sure. But, um, as far as like when you're first getting started, because you really fucking want to be like, yeah, I fucking got paid. Hell yeah. I made it. But like it, like really you had to, you know, who knows how many gas miles that you had, uh, all the different times you went back and forth, uh, going to practice and all that sort of shit. And, uh, you know, paying for your year, all like doing all that. Who knows? So at the very least, just like, like try to make anything that you can, uh, from especially these local shows, like, these local shows, like I, like one thing that I wish I would have never done was distribute the money that we made from these local shows, like throughout the band. I wish I would have just. Oh, terrible idea. I wish I would have just put it. Well, actually for the most, oh, I, I, I figured it out eventually, but initially I was like, all right, cool. 20 bucks for you, 20 bucks for you or however much was even or whatever. I wish I would I wish I would have just put it all into one fucking fund so that we could have you know paid for anything else like it literally took like like well we we never made a single music video as Kamisato uh we never made a single music video it it took until we like became another band and the label paid for the music video for us. And this was like, what, a year ago? And you, a year ago. And for I over 10 years. <laughs> 10 years ago. And I wish, like, it, it really is not, when, like, when, you, when it comes down to it, obviously when you're starting super young, you know, $1,000, $2,000 sounds like a lot. But you fucking paid for a guitar for $1,000. Like, yeah, like it's not that that big of a deal, especially if you disperse it amongst like the rest of your band. Two hundred bucks each, you can get at least a live music video for a thousand dollars. Like, like that, oh, yeah. that, that's pretty. That's pretty easy to come by. Like, even if it's not like the highest, like greatest production or whatever, it's still like these days. It's still actually pretty good production where people are gonna pay attention and at least like see your faces or whatever so you know that's what's most important man and that's the mentality that these listeners who are in band should stay away from don't don't if you start getting a a little bit of ass money don't try to disperse it don't try to you know put it back into your tank like you have a job like you're cool man like right the bigger picture like because if you give it all away and then a month goes by man we should do a, a second video for the album we should all pitch in. It's like, well, all the money that we're pitching in, we, you should have just kept it from all the fucking shows. <laughs> that, yeah, that and yeah, and it makes it so much easier because it's like, all right, we did this for the band, and and it it actually helps because you can see, hey, this is the this is the money we made doing this as a band. 
So it's like, all right, cool. We had this much doing this as a band. That's kind of like a motivating factor. It's just like, all right, cool. Now we don't have to like take out money like to pay for a fucking music video. Like that was always the biggest struggle. Like none of us could like come up with enough money to, you know, pay for a music video. And I mean, you know, it was just, you know, a struggle or whatever. I mean, we could have, but then we had to record an album and all that sort of stuff and whatever. But like, if we had just stashed the money that we made and, you know, made that into, you know, another band endeavor, like band promotion, band related expense, it, it, you can see that it helps motivate, uh, motivate everybody. Yeah, there's this band out there I'm following. Um, these guys dropped an EP, and they've literally dropped, they have six songs. I believe they dropped five music videos for their EP. And they started doing these videos before the album dropped. And this is an unsigned band with just an EP, and their record got on a couple different Billboard charts. They're a heavier band. And I was thoroughly impressed. And they're basically doing all the things that we're talking about, Joe. And um, it definitely can be done. This band's not signed, does not have a team. They just kind of know what they should be doing. And, you know, they're just now doing their first tour. This band's album came out early this winter. They're super smart. And um, it's cool to see some bands... uh, you know, doing things the right way in 2018. So it can be done, people. Just be smart about it. Is it, uh, do I know the band? Uh, you do not, but I'll show you them later and, uh, you can check them out. True. Well, I mean, if they're doing good, why not mention them? Oh, no shit. This band's called Dead Crown. Check them out, man. EP oh, shit. Called, I've, actually, I've actually heard of them. Their EP called Come Hell is Out. And, uh, I'm impressed. These guys have a, a music video for almost every single song. And I hit up their vocalist the other day, just showing my props to them. And um, we talked for a little bit. And cool dude. Wish these guys the best. But just seeing that they've done and accomplished those things DIY off of one EP and nothing else before is impressive. And just go out and take some notes, people. They're fucking doing it. Oh yeah, and I mean, you know, it, it, it. I know that you, your background and my background, as far as music goes, uh, tends to lean towards the, uh, you know, the rock industry just in general, like a broad, a broad uh, spectrum or whatever, like deathcore, death metal, black metal, hardcore, post-hardcore, every like all those genres, like even even to pop punk, all like everything, uh, yeah. in the rock genre. But all of these things that we're talking about, we're not being exclusive to just this genre. Like, I don't think I don't think once we mentioned a genre until just now. Uh, this oh, really yeah. does apply to absolutely everything. Like, whatever kind of music you guys are fucking doing, like, uh, like acoustic, pop, folk, like everything, like. There's obviously different strategies involved with a bunch of different genres, but you know, the the backbone of it 
like still applies to everything that we're talking about. So, you know, even though Orion and I have uh, more of a, a rock background, it, everything we're talking about still applies to uh, like whatever genre of music you're trying to get into. So, uh, you know, don't, don't just think that this only applies to, to that. So. Yeah. Yeah, man. It, it, it's so, it's so easy once you kind of just really take a step back and think about all those things. And it's just like, man, it's just like, don't let your emotions get in the way. Or even what you said when, whenever we were young girl hyped up, like just trying to get a manager so we could say this and call our friends all stupid and deep down, you know, it's like, this isn't really the ideal manager, but it's cool that we got one. Right. But like right, right. have that mindset, like go for always stay focused on that big picture and don't take anything else, man. Just keep doing it yourself until you reach really truly what you want, man. And then you will be set free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, absolutely. I can, I can agree more. Like, you know, at the end of the day, like the whole point of fucking doing music and like going through these sacrifices doing all these things that you want to do, like, it's because you're having, you want to have fun doing what you're doing. And that's the whole point of it. So like, you know, you want to, you want to make sure that you're, you know, smart about it so that the fun part, uh, like of what you're doing doesn't get like diluted. Like you want to make sure that everything that you're doing, you know, is, you know, calculated and you know works so that you can make sure that your band works or you know whatever you're trying to do works and that's that's really what's important at the end of the day yeah man i I, you you just nailed it bro this has been fun though man it's cool talking about this stuff um absolutely so absolutely so um we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up uh real quick uh because we've been we've been doing a long ass intro but it's all good because (laughs) orion and i just like to talk and uh just you know shoot the shit so you guys got to get a a little bit of a glimpse of what you guys what we uh what we like to talk about and uh we're gonna keep this shit going uh we're gonna you know do the these audio podcasts quite frequently uh now that we have the technology to do so and, and the uh, power and the power <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh yeah and 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 you know fuck it we're just gonna do what we want maybe every once in a while we'll talk about wrestling because we're wrestling nerds as well so <laughs> every once in a while we might have like a inside the unsigned of fucking wrestling i don't think so but it's all good but uh no it's happening yeah, so, it's happening don't lie to him Joe. i mean honestly i think i think that'd be dope so <laughs> i know we're discussing this uh live right now but it's all good so watch out for that watch out for some random wrestling rants here and there and uh i hope you guys enjoy the fucking podcast uh we're gonna be everywhere uh youtube google podcast apple podcast uh stitcher spotify all those great ass things and your mama 
Uh, well, if your mama wants to recite everything that she's hearing on one of those uh, podcast platforms, then yeah, your mama might be able to tell you about that. So we are inside the unsigned. My name is Joe D. I'm OG. We will see you guys later. Peace. Peace. <laughs>